when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here with you today. How y'all doing in the midst of this holiday season? I hope you are wearing comfy sweaters and sitting in front of fireplaces and drinking hot cocoa and just taking really excellent care of yourself and letting go of all of the have-tos and all of the shoulds right now and just really taking excellent care of yourself and burrowing under a blanket and watching a favorite movie with a favorite beverage. That's what I wish for you right now. We're going to kind of talk about that today as we start talking about this, this one piece you're missing when it comes to change. Before we get there, a reminder of a couple of things. One, give us a review if you haven't already, wherever you listen to your podcast. And um, that the H2H crew is reopening in January. Mark your calendars, January 19th through 21st. will be open for only three days. Again, if you don't know what the H2H crew is, you can head over to fromhostagetohero.com, put yourself on the wait list. But basically, here's the gist. We've created an incredible online community of trial attorneys from beginning attorneys to veteran attorneys who are coming together every month and practicing their voir dire skills, their opening skills, they're getting case help, they're getting live training from me, they're getting mindset coaching. Um, it's just, it's just, fun. it's phenomenal. It's absolutely blown me away. So if you want to be a part of this group and you want to be practicing on a regular basis, you want to get yourself in there. Mark your calendars. All right. Well, in the H2H crew, we've been working quite a bit on thought work. And of course, I work on thought work with my private clients as well. And those of you who are wondering what the hell is thought work, as you have or maybe not heard me say before, the brain lies, right? The brain tells us things all the time that aren't true. I love that meme that says, don't believe everything you think. (laughs) So true. And that's because we've grown up and we've conditioned our brain to believe certain things, to keep us safe, to um, get us to not risk, to keep us in a place where we're playing small. Again, all for probably good reasons because the brain is wired from the earliest moments to keep us from danger and from harm. In fact, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day, or a, it was actually a training, and the the person who was speaking was talking about how our brain has not evolved to match the world in which we now live in. In fact, it's constantly scanning for danger and looking for food and all the things from the caveman days because it hasn't quite caught up. And so we often cause ourselves a lot of extra stress and trouble, quite frankly, biochemically, right? It's just the way we're wired. And so the brain lies. And so thought work 
is the way to train your brain to think the things that you want to think that serve you, that help you live a fulfilling life and get out of your own way. And, and uh, that's been a big push, right? And because so much of what I talk about in my work and with the H2H crew is about the, the, the piece that you have enough skills, right? There are more trial skills than we know what to fucking do with. Skills isn't your problem. Lack of skills is not your problem. You don't need someone else teaching you skills. Although I love my skills and I, I'm very good at teaching the nonverbal skills and the other skills I teach. The problem is that you get in your own way, that you overthink, that you uh, are riddled with your saboteur, your inner critic. That's the problem. And so the thought work piece is the piece that really helps you get out of your own way and use those skills that you're learning with me or anybody else. The problem is, and I've been thinking about this a lot because a lot of coaching clients have shown up with this, is that as they are attempting to change their mind, quite literally, they're having a ton of trouble. So they'll say things to me like, I know what I want to think, and I know that you say all these things, sorry, and that I should, you know, embrace how amazing I am, and I should get out of my own way, and I should not be doing this with the saboteur. In fact, I never say should, but this is the words they're using. But I just can't seem to change it. Like, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. I mean, have you ever heard that before coming out of your own mouth? It, it's so true in, in terms of anything. Like we know how to eat healthy, but we don't do it. We know we should be exercising, but we don't do it. And so I thought and thought and thought about this and, and, and looked at my own trajectory because I have and am still in many ways um, riddled with the saboteur and it, it not as much as before, which is wonderful. But I am just like you struggling along my path and and working my shit out. And so I've been thinking about how I was able to overcome a lot of this and really get to where I am now in terms of the thought work piece and, and why it worked for me when so many people are struggling with making this change of really, it's not, again, not a knowledge thing. It's a, how do I actually make this real and, and have it happen in my world and in my life? And I finally figured it out. And here's what it is. When we think the old ways of thinking even though we know that they're not serving us. So we, we have the negative thought, we let the saboteur in, whatever it may be, here's what the problem is. We make it wrong. We make it wrong. And this is what is not allowing us to change. Now, let me kind of unpack this and so we can get it into this a little deeper so you understand what I'm saying. It's, it's not that those thoughts serve us and that we want to make them right. But when we make them wrong, we get ourselves into the very same cycle that started all this shit in the, in the beginning. Meaning when we are trying to do our thought work and a negative thought comes up, instead of, of having some self-compassion during our time of transitioning from, you know, just thinking every stupid thought in our head is real to really recognizing the thoughts we want to think, we make ourselves wrong. We beat ourselves up. We go, there I go again, beating myself up again. You know, I shouldn't be thinking these things. Why am I thinking these things? What's wrong with me? I'm broken. Blah, blah, blah. 
Does it sound like you? Yeah. So this is the missing link in the chain is that we do not have self-compassion for ourselves and an understanding that what we're doing and how our brain is working is absolutely normal. And it is supposed to be doing what it's doing. And that it takes work to create these new neuropathways in the brain. We've got our habit brain in the back that literally just keeps us alive, keeps us breathing, keeps our heart beating, keeps our our lungs going. And the brain is a very efficient organ. It has to be. Otherwise, it's it will have to stop doing the things that keep us alive. So it tries to optimize every single thing it's doing so that it can conserve energy. So anything that it can make into a habit, it will. That includes your negative thinking. So why on earth would we make ourselves wrong when we are attempting to break this habit? The brain is acting exactly as it should. It is doing exactly what we've taught it to do, which is to conserve energy. And it's just sliding along those neural pathways that we created by thinking these things over and over again. There's nothing wrong with you if this is what you struggle with. Absolutely nothing because the brain is functioning is functioning is exactly as it should be. By making ourselves wrong, however, when we think the old thoughts, we are reinforcing the very thing that we want to stop doing. And this is where we have to, or we can, I should say, give ourselves some grace. And this is what I looked back at how I was able to do this because, man, if if I could say anything on my 48 and a half years here on earth, uh, as I, well, I sit right now, I was going to say as I stand, but I'm sitting right now, is that I have finally learned how to have my own back. That, and I said this to the H, H crew the other day, that there are going to be a ton of people out there that are going to think that I cuss too much, that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. There I go. (laughs) That I'm not worth what I charge, that I'm full of shit. One person that's not going to think those things is me. I'm going to make sure that I am in my own corner, that I've got my own back. Because there's going to be plenty other people who don't have my back. But I know for sure I'm going to have my own back. And my journey to that was really being compassionate during the transition time of as I released the grip of my saboteur, saboteurs, there's many, and all my negative thinking that I was very kind to myself through that process. When I thought a negative thing, when I, fuck, when I had to lay in bed for three or four hours a day. This has recently happened where a huge black cloud of depression came over me and I had to reduce my schedule and literally could just teach a class a day and then I just crawled back into bed. There were times when I was laying in bed and thinking to myself, you are a worthless piece of shit. Now, I could have easily gone, sorry, you can't think these things. You're a coach. You train people on this shit. What the fuck? And I did think those things. And right there in that moment, I had compassion and said, that's just a thought. That's not true. It's okay to think that. But let's now think something else. Totally normal that you would think that. But we know that's not true. 
instead of beating myself up, I allowed myself some compassion and let myself think the negative thing. Even though I knew that it was negative, I let it happen and then I chose something else. That's the gentle way. So often we want to change, we want to force it. We just like, even if it's a good thing, like thought work or self-development, like what the fuck can I do this? We just need to relax. <laughs> you know, I, 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 as many of you know, been on a weight loss journey and I was looking back at, you know, I track my weight and I have gained 15 pounds over the last six months. Now, even three or four years ago, I would have looked at that and just beat the shit out of myself. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? But now, because I have my own back, I was like, eh, makes sense. Pandemic, we're all surviving the best we can, comforting ourselves with food, not getting as much exercise. I'll lose it again. I have incredible self-compassion for myself because I know how to lose weight. It's the easiest fucking thing in the world. It really is. And I know that I have time to do it. And if I don't have time to do it, if I'm going to die tomorrow or next week or next month, I sure as hell do not want to spend my last moments on, on earth beating myself up over my weight. Jesus Christ. Hell no. This self-compassion piece is huge. We have to treat ourselves very gently as we start to change anything whether that is, you know, an, adding a new exercise routine, wanting to read more, wanting to be more connected, trying to improve our marriages, we tend to go in and we, and we, we attempt change and it doesn't go exactly the way we want. And we go, well, fuck this shit and just throw a tantrum. We need to keep telling ourselves, good job for trying. Excellent work. And when we feel a thought, we just need to say, that's just a thought. It's okay. It's okay to think that. Of course, you, the brain would think that. You know what? This really comes back to the weight loss because <laughs> my weight loss coach has taught me a lot about this in that when we have an urge, for example, last night's a great example. Um, I had pl- I always plan my meals the day, the day before and what I'm going to have and what I'm going to eat. And um, it's not restrictive at all. It's just literally when my highest self is at night and I'm ending my day and I feel nice and relaxed, that's when I want to be planning my food, not when I'm starving and just, you know, taught a two-hour class and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to eat. That's when I make bad choices. I want to make my choices when I'm clear-headed and relaxed. And then when I'm stressed, I know that my highest self has my back. She already planned this shit for me. So I planned my meals, right? And so last night we were having grilled chicken, rice, and asparagus. And I specifically did not put grilled bread. I love grilled bread, but I didn't plan it for the day because I knew that that wasn't going to help my weight loss goals this week. And and not that there's anything wrong with bread. I eat bread all the time. I just didn't plan it for yesterday. And so my daughter, my daughter loves grilled bread. She's a true Finn. Um, Not that Finns eat grilled bread all the time, but we're bread hounds in general, any kind of bread, bring it on. And so my husband was making some grilled bread for him and her. And I walked in the kitchen And I thought to myself, damn it, I should have put this on my plan. And then I thought to myself, I can just eat it. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Now, in that moment, I told myself, brain, those are totally normal thoughts. I see why you're throwing those up in my brain, but we're not going to do that. Because highest self, sorry, already chose not to have bread today. No drama, 
no bullshit. I recognized that my brain was totally acting how it would. The brain is going to be tempting me and and wanting me to do things that 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 I don't want to do. This is why I plan ahead of time. And I just said, that's just a thought. I don't have to attach to that thought. I don't have to do what my brain is telling me right now because I know that my higher self has my back. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about self-compassion is that you give this to yourself, knowing that is going to take your prefrontal cortex, your thinking brain, not your habit brain, to create these new neural pathways. And that takes some work. That while you're in this transitional period of letting go of the old thoughts and creating the new thoughts, that you have so much compassion for yourself as the new or old thoughts continue to come up, that you don't make them wrong, that you welcome them and you know they're coming like old friends. And you say, I know we used to do that. I know we used to think those things. It's okay. We're going to think something else though. We found some other things that are going to serve us better. So this is what I want for you. This is the piece that's missing with any kind of change, whether it be thought work or not, right? You, you set out to, to work out five days a week and you only do four and you start to fucking beat yourself up. Stop that shit. Tell yourself you did a great job. And yes, it, it's totally normal to feel disappointed and you're working this shit out and you'll get there. It, again, if I look back at my weight loss journey, at my thought work journey, at my personal development journey, the number one reason I've been able to achieve any of the things that I've been able to achieve is because I finally started being gentle with myself. That's when my career took up. I worked my ass off for the last 20 years, but it really didn't explode for me until I finally stopped this sense of I have to push through and hold on tightly and really just crush this and said, I can go through life with gentleness and ease. And I did less and I worried less and I stressed less and I made more money and was more happy and had more followers. This is the key, my friend. Give yourself the gift of giving yourself a fucking break. This is the key to any lasting change, is to handle yourself with care. You deserve it. You're wonderful. Stop treating yourself like this person you, that deserves to be beaten up all the time. Treat yourself with love and compassion and care. And watch how your life starts to change. All right. Have your own back, my friends. Talk soon. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sorry Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sorry's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today, and until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.